This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hi, my name is Franco, and I was born in South America, but I now make home here in the upper Midwest. And I'd like to share my NDE story with you. So my NDE is a bit unique. And I always say that, but I know that everybody's NDE is a bit unique because NDEs are unique. But mine actually happened when I was six months old. And I didn't know that I had had an NDE up until I was about 15. Because I was having at that time a series of visions and dreams that kind of forced me to start asking myself and eventually my mother uh, what had probably happened to me when I was really, really young. So I want to start off by basically telling you what happened when I was 15 and 16 years old. At that time in my life, I had already lived through a, a number of different events in my childhood that gave me the impression that there was something much more to life, not just my life, but life in general. Because for instance, I actually lived in a place that most people would call the hauntings. So I lived in a haunted house, if you will, where every possible paranormal thing that you can imagine actually happened there. But being really, really young, I didn't really know how to make sense of it all, except to say that in some ways it felt rather normal. What came out of that experience would eventually evolve into something along the lines of the clairvoyant abilities that I now have, as I have the ability to speak to a collective that I call Caleb. But I want to talk about how that has to do or what that has to do with my NDE in general. By the time I was 15, I was really having all sorts of spiritual crises as well as personal crises because I didn't connect to the world. And I started to have these dreams and visions about an event that happened when I was very, very little. When I had these visions, I saw myself in a hospital room. And the hospital itself didn't seem like your typical hospital in the Midwest. It seemed like I was very far away, somewhere in another country. And I immediately associated with life that I didn't really have, but the little bit of life that I had in South America. And I saw my mother there in the dream. She was rather young. My aunt was there and she was young. There were some other women there. And they were all sort of holding this vigil around this little baby that wasn't much more than six months old. And I could see, I had this kind of connection to this baby that it was struggling to breathe, to survive, to live. And it didn't take long for me to realize that I was the baby in this vision. And I say vision because I would have these lucid visions when I would be waking up. And this happened for about almost the course of a year. It didn't happen every night or every day, but it happened enough that it was actually starting to really bother me that I was having them. But I would have these visions or dreams and I would be in the room and my mother was crying 
and I could see that she was rather desperate. It didn't look really good at the time for the baby. And she got pulled out of the room at that moment that I arrived into the picture. And I remember just following her behind her, like he would stay in the movies or something. And she wasn't aware of me, but I was completely aware of not just her, but of all of her emotions. That was the thing that really I started realizing was that I was somehow connected to her at a much deeper level and that I could literally feel her emotions and sense her thought process. So the doctor pulled her aside. There was actually two doctors that pulled her aside, brought her out into the outside part of the hallway and told her that I was going to die, basically. I had come into the hospital that day with a really severe case of bronchitis pneumonia and they had me there for observation, but they realized right away that it wasn't looking really well and that I probably only had several hours to live. So at that point, they asked my mother if it would be okay to bring in a minister or a chaplain and be with the family to offer support and to give me my last rites. And at that moment, I could feel that my mother had just completely disconnected from the conversation. I could sense her energy and her consciousness had totally been redirected to somewhere else. And she sort of just kind of in this kind of state of hypnosis, if you will, she just kind of went in, into the room. She kind of discarded whatever the doctors were saying and she grabbed her things and rather than staying there, she actually decided that she wanted to go. I realized that she had disconnected from her conversation with the doctor and I could see that she just kind of drifted back into the room, sort of like in this hypnotic state and she grabbed her things and left which you would think she would have stayed because she knew that I was only going to probably, if at best, make it through the night, if that. But she didn't. She actually felt very compelled, as if something was kind of driving her to go not too far away by the hospital, which there was a church. And my mother was enormously spiritual and religious. And so for her, it just made sense to go to this church. And I remember following her down these streets and she gets to about a block away and there's a boulevard there and she could see the church very clearly. And for whatever reason, she felt inclined to get on her knees and she actually crawled to the church while she was praying. I kind of called it more like meditating because when she got into the church and she actually got to the front of the church and she was at the altar, I sensed that and everything here, and I really do want to stress the sensing part, I felt her feelings and they weren't so much of grief as it was about gratitude and appreciation. She really, really was grateful for the short period of time that I was in her life. And she kept thanking God for the time that she had and the appreciation that she had of the moments that she had. And I could sense this enormous amount of love pouring out of her. And again, it wasn't so much that she was sad, but literally just joyous in that moment. And that seems kind of odd. I know that I was feeling it was kind of odd. But then the energy in the room started to change and I could feel the energy every time she would change her emotions I could feel the energy also changing and I noticed that it got lighter and at that moment she started to see visions and she got to see my life the way it would one day transpired she got to see my life in terms of being an older man growing up having family, being a great father, being a great son, a contributor to people and supporting people, a loving person. And she was like watching it like on a screen in her mind. And she was so grateful for the opportunity to see that because she knew that she got to see something that would most likely never happen, at least not the way that it was being told to her by the doctors. At that moment, there was such a sense of 
release and again gratitude that everything kind of cleared out in the space around her and she was at peace at that moment she felt inclined to get up and she went out of the church and walked back to the hospital when she got to the hospital there was a small group of people including the doctors and her sister and others and they were all crying and she expected to hear the worst and instead they came up to her and hugged her and the doctors told her basically that they couldn't understand what had happened but in the time that she was in the church i began to regain all function of my organs and everything was coming back my vitals were coming back my organs were coming back i was basically cured in the way that they described it the way a lot of doctors would describe it it was a medical miracle and they just left it at that. And the next day I was released. Now, there was also another part of this vision that I would see like in two parts. And the second part of that vision, and it wasn't always together, but I knew they were sort of like happening at the same time. And that part of the vision, I saw myself inside as though I was the baby. And I saw myself pulling myself out of that body and floating above the room. And at that moment, I felt this extraordinary light that I felt was coming from behind me. And all of a sudden, without any notice, I was somewhere else. I wasn't in the hospital room anymore. I was actually in this desert-like place. It was just sand everywhere, dunes. And I looked down and I could see that there were these people, a bunch of them, and they were looking. I wasn't very high above, but high enough that I could see sort of the whole landscape of everything. And I could see that they were looking at me and they were, they had their hands out and they were literally like this, if they were kind of like a begging for something. And at first I thought it was me, but then I realized that they weren't looking at me. They were looking through me and I turned around and I saw this beautiful, beautiful ball of light. It was so huge. I remember the, the first reaction I had to it was that why wasn't it hurting me? Why wasn't it hurting my eyes? I should be blinded by this, but instead I just couldn't help staring into it. I looked down again and the people were still there. In fact, there was this little boy that was reaching his hand out. And again, I realized it wasn't that he, he was looking at me, but through me. And I looked back and now I could see that this light was like all around me. And I could feel and sense the warmth of this light. But what was really interesting was that it wasn't just me sensing it. I really actually felt like every aspect of me was sensing it. I felt every cell in my body actually vibrating as though it was thirsty for this light. And I didn't just feel the vibration. I felt the emotion coming out of every single cell. The most bizarre experience that I still to this day can't really explain it, but I felt as though I was experiencing it from every individual cell of my body. And so once this light fully engulfed me, I could start to see that there were these images that were all over, everywhere. There were these silhouettes, like these light silhouettes. Okay, which is kind of odd because you would think they were dark silhouettes, but there were these light silhouettes and they were everywhere. And I was like in the center of all this and every which way I looked up, down, left, right, they were everywhere. And I remember at that moment that I could look and these beings went forever. They just went forever. I would have to spend a lifetime counting how many there were. But what was really, really fascinating about it, what was really cool was that I actually knew every single one of them. I knew them as though I had experienced life with them and they knew me and I could feel them and I could feel their love and I could feel my love for them.
And this thing just was infinite. And there were like three or four of them. They came up to me. They came out of the group and they surrounded me. And when they surrounded me, they came to me and put themselves like as if they were going to hug me. Now, they didn't have like these facial characteristics. They didn't even really have body characteristics. There were no clothes on them, none of that. They were just light. And yet I knew who they were. I knew every part of them. I knew them from lives that I didn't even know at the time existed and they weren't from here. They were lives from so many different dimensions and space and you name it. It wasn't from here though. And they were my family. And that was the big thing. I could feel it. They were my family and they were welcoming me home. And I felt like I was home. And so when they hugged me, I literally, at that moment, I could feel that they were releasing their light on me. And at that moment, my light, the light that was blowing up already because my cells were like vibrating uncontrollably, literally took that light, absorbed it and blew up. I became light. I wasn't associating myself anymore with the body. I didn't really even notice my body by this time, but whatever there was of one, was gone, was completely gone. And I was just light and I was part of them and they were part of me and I could feel them even stronger. And just as I was doing all of this, I felt this kind of force around me. And I could always feel it. I, I felt it the moment that I had detached myself and went into the light, but I knew it even stronger. And I could feel there was this presence that was basically guiding me through the process. And at that moment, I heard a voice. It was the first time I had heard anything because everything that was happening up until that moment was telepathic. You just sensed it. You just knew how to communicate. And at that moment, this voice said, what do you see? And at first I didn't really care to listen or respond to it because I was really in a really good place and I didn't care to see anything. I just wanted to be in that space. But eventually it got to a point where they were very insistent and they kept saying, what do you see? And I knew that they weren't necessarily saying, what did I see with my eyes? But what was I experiencing? What could I comprehend of the moment? And I knew if I hadn't already known, I knew at that point I wasn't staying. As much as I wanted to stay, I wasn't staying. And they were showing me something that I had to see in order for me to come back with a series of messages that I needed to share. First with myself, but ultimately with everybody, with humanity. So it took a little bit of time, but as I started looking around, I realized what they were trying to get me to focus on. And at that precise moment, when I finally, finally got it, I felt them grab me by the shoulder and they whisked me back. And it was kind of like the way the other people describe it. You're in this tunnel. It's filled with all these incredible lights and colors that you can't even describe here because they're not here. And there's also this sense of sort of transparency you can see outside of it. And it's very much like what you hear, you know, stars and galaxies and all sorts of things rushing by. And then the next thing I know, I landed in my bed, into my body, came crashing in. And then I opened my eyes and though this happened multiple times, the effect was still the same. I would look around and I was disoriented and I started to cry. I didn't want to be here. I knew that this wasn't home to me, that what home was somewhere in another place, way, way deep within me. So anyway, this went on for a while, as I said, and eventually I just couldn't do it anymore. I was having a real hard time, as one could imagine, kind of connecting the dots back to this world. And so I needed answers. So I went to my mother and I said, well, since you were in my dream the whole time or most of the time, I'm going to ask you, does this make any sense to you? And while I'm describing it to her, she's got her mouth dropped. I mean, it was completely dropped. And she said, everything that you describe actually happened. But what's really to her, what really shocked her was the fact that everything that I was describing about what she was feeling, the process of her checking out, the thoughts she was having, 
the feelings she was having, the things that she said in that church, the things she felt and saw in her visions. She had never shared any of that with anybody until I gave it back to her. And she said that in and of itself is even a greater miracle probably than even the fact that you live. She said, you got to share that with people. And I said, no, I was 15 at the time. And back then you don't share those kind of things because people would not understand and they would assume things and it usually didn't end up in a good way. So I knew from the experiences of what we had as a family with the hauntings, it was better to just keep that under the rug. But what it did was is it shattered my sense of reality, something that I eventually had to come to grips with and that finally changed my whole life. As I got older, I wound up writing about this whole experience, everything from the hauntings to the near-death experiences and everything that I've just talked about and have led up to. I wrote about this all in a book because I felt if anything I was going to, I was going to be able to share it that way. But that was many, many years later. So it took a while for me to process all of this.